This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Episode four of The Wheelhouse with Jerry DePoto. I'm Aaron Goldsmith. Jerry, this is a breaking news episode. This is very exciting. Tell us about D. Gordon. Uh, D. Gordon. I, I don't know how much I have to tell you. Two-time All-Star. He is the the National League batting champ just two years ago and has been a collective 304 hitter for the Marlins over the course of the well, Marlins and Dodgers over the course of the last four seasons. Has led the National League in stolen bases for three of the last four years and really brings an electric element to our team. Just a super athlete, very high energy player. He's got a great pedigree in baseball with a dad who had a terrific career in, in Tom Flash Gordon. And from all angles, he just fits our club very well from the clubhouse to the energy he brings to the athleticism and what we think is top of the order type impact. So you say that he fits the club, but when I heard the news, my first question was, well, where is he going to play? Uh, wherever he wants. No, we're gonna, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna play D in center field, and uh, you know it's a conversation that's already occurred, and we're very excited about bringing on this kind of athlete. As you know, we've we've been looking to to supplement our outfield, and and we have been looking to add that kind of speed, athletic element, and and in this case, we were we were hopeful we'd be able to find it in the free agent market, but we just didn't feel like that commodity existed and and once again we've gone the trade route and it's not it's not a super comfortable thing to do for us obviously we want to protect as many of our assets as we can but this is a guy who's been worth north of 12 war over the last four years which is a pretty significant number puts him somewhere in the top 50-ish in baseball over that period of time, which is not an insignificant class to be considered with. And and he brings to the table, you know, a bat for average, a speed that plays at any part in your lineup. And, and we feel like the, the combination of, of athletic ability and flexibility, including his own willingness to do whatever helps the team most, is, is pretty encouraging and intriguing. So this is this is fascinating. So uh, a second baseman for his major league career will be in center field. Has he played in the outfield in the minors at some point? Yeah, you know he played some winter ball and and, and took up center field as he was effectively with the Dodgers trying to find where he fit. D came through the minor league system as a shortstop, uh, ascended to the big leagues as a shortstop, but ran into Henley Ramirez, who was then playing shortstop with the Dodgers. And, you know, really tough to move to the other side of the bag when there are stars standing over there as well. So ultimately made his way to the Marlins in a pretty high-profile trade at the time, uh, of which, oddly enough, I was a part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a three-way deal between the, the Dodgers, the Marlins, and the Angels at the time. And, uh, you know, D found himself with the Marlins, and, and immediately, you know, they hit pay dirt. They, they acquired a guy who, who had just appeared in the, the All-Star game the year before, and he doubled down on it. Not only did he appear in the All-Star game, but he also won the National League batting championship and you know D played second base during the the bulk of his time with the Marlins and through his work with Perry Hill he turned himself he won a gold glove as a second baseman and and justifiably so terrific defender very athletic 
And, you know, we've looked at all of our information, as nerdy as we get. Uh, we, we have looked at what we think are the most critical elements required of a center fielder, not just to the naked eye. You know, his athletic ability is obvious to those who watch, but his, his ability to close ground and more specifically his launch ability, that first step burst that D gets is on par with the elite center fielders in baseball. And, you know, it, we feel like that gives him a chance to be a separator in center field. And, and the fact that he's both athletic enough and, and accepting enough of the challenge to do it, that he's willing to try to make the team better. A player like D at his stage of his career, can his arm get stronger when you think about transitioning him to the outfield? Is that, can that happen to a guy? Sure. You know, and, and, and it happens as you lengthen your arm out. You know, second base is just a shorter arm stroke. Uh, shortstop was a little longer. So, you know, a shortstop's arm translates just about anywhere on the field because of the throws they have to make are usually more dynamic than the throws made anywhere else. The outfielder gets a chance to lengthen his arm out, and it's a longer release. So, in effect, as you get a little bit more familiar with the lengthy release and, and the, the timing of making a throw, it's conceivable that your arm's going to play up a half a grade or a full grade on a scouting scale just simply through the slight alteration in your throwing mechanic. And where he will be in the lineup. I'm guessing that's going to be up to Scott, but I'm guessing it's going to be at or near the top. So somewhere in that 1-2 zone and, you know, the combination of he and Gene Segura hitting in front of Cano, Cruz, Seager, Hanniger at all, it gives us a really nice lineup to work with. Very exciting lineup. That's incredible. I mean, you think about 400 hits, top two spots in the order. It really is. Kind of, you know, D has been a 200-hit guy two of the last three years. Obviously, Gene led the National League in hits the, the year before last. And, you know, between the two of them, I, they, they are, I think there are only nine hitters that have, that have hit an aggregate 300 over the last three years. I believe that's the right number. Uh, don't quote me on it. But, uh, but there's two of them. And I think that's a, a pretty nice thing to have at the top of your order. And, and the fact that between the two of them and a healthy Gene Segura and, and D Gordon doing what D Gordon does, you know, at, at just the two of them at the top of your order, that's roughly – 85, 90 stolen bases on average, which is a pretty exciting thing if you want to play a faster electric-type game. Well, and the distractions that that must cause for a pitcher now when you're facing the teeth of the guys that you mentioned, Cano and Cruz and Seager and whatnot, and that's, that's pretty remarkable if all that works out well. You know, I, I remember the most uncomfortable I've ever been, you know, pitching in baseball games through the course of my lifetime, and which is to say if, if I pitched somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 games, I was uncomfortable something in the neighborhood of yeah, you don't 395. <laughs> but the, I think the, the idea that, that when I pitched against teams who had that kind of disruptive force on the bases, and some that come to mind, you know, the Cincinnati Reds in the 90s had at one point Deion Sanders, Barry Larkin, and Reggie Sanders uh, hitting one, two, and three in a lineup. And it was when if one of them wound up on base and then you had to face the big boys you right. know the Greg Vaughns and the you know it was so distracting because you knew at any moment in time they were gone and now they're in scoring position because they're so hard to hold you know or if you flash back to the 1990s late 1990s early 2000s Mets with they had, they had a, a period of time where they had Ricky Henderson and Roger Cedeno and at the time, it, there, it was dynamic. One was a, the all-time stolen base leader, and the other was in the midst of a 50-bag season or 40-bag season. 
because he had a good tutor. And, and it was very distracting when they were on base. And, and we feel like the combination of D and Gene really provides that. And, and we think that, you know, last year, the, having the healthy Gerard Dyson in our lineup really created a different element. This is, has, is a guy who's been you know, a more impactful base dealer than just about anybody in the league, not named Billy Hamilton. Right over recent years and and frankly in total bulk he's outdone everybody i think he's he's 212 stolen bases since the start of the 2014 season which is a big number yeah you're right last last three healthy seasons his his floor has been 58 bags which is pretty incredible uh most notably giving up nick Nider, that will be the guy that some people's hearts will break over a guy who has a obviously great future great promise uh, in the major leagues hopefully one day uh that must not have been an easy decision. Oh, clearly not. And and like I've said before, it's always hard to trade from your prospect system. But we understand the, the value of a win today for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, D. Gordon's 29 years old. He's going to play next year at 30. He is a super athletic guy. And he comes with the benefit of a three-year contract with an option. And we're not acquiring a one-year fit here. We're acquiring a guy we feel like fits for us you know, for both the short and long term. We're adding to that core group of Cano, Cruz, Seager, Segura, D. Gordon, with it, with a main a group that we can sustain, and they have been augmented by a younger group: the Hanegers, the Zaninos, the Gamels, etc. You know, giving up a, a kid like Nick Nider, and then, um, among the others, you know, Torres and Duggar also have bright futures, and and we hope the best for them. They're great kids, and and we we feel like we've made great strides in helping develop them, but you, you have to give to get, and and at the end of the day, we felt like that adding a player who's been roughly a three, three-and-a-half win player on a war scale or on, on a fairly consistent basis over the last three or four years was a critical get for us at a position that we weren't otherwise able to fill without going out and spending either prospect capital or value. We could have taken what we think is a lesser player to, to achieve a lesser return. And why would we want to do that when we feel like this is our this is our time to add to this team? And and, you know, now we'll have to figure out how to fill the voids in our system. But at the end of the day, adding a guy like D. Gordon was was too good to walk away from. This is a pretty outside the box move from the standpoint of simply the shocker that we would be involved. (laughs) Right. right? Simply from the standpoint of the position change. How does this come about internally? I mean, when you're looking at I mean, for for Mariners fans who are thinking, okay, who who's Jerry going to go get a free agent center fielder or just outfielder, and you look at the names, you obviously did not do just that. How does this come about to have the idea to flip him to center field? Uh, we, were just, we were staring at his name on the wall thinking, boy, I wonder if he could play center field. No, I think what we did was we, we sat internally, we looked through the, the available free agents, uh, which in this class there were a few that we were intrigued by, and they were more versatile players who we feel like could move around positions, some that could handle center field on a more regular basis than others. We then vetted the, the, the industry to find out what the going rate was in terms of trade for more traditional center fielders. And, and ultimately, we settled back on, all right, is there a creative idea? Is there something out there that fits for us with a player who you might not otherwise think of? And you know, if you, if you think back, and this goes back a few years, but when Cincinnati acquired Sin Su Chu and, and transitioned him to center field, and you know, if you can find a guy like Chu at, at that time transitioning from the Indians to the Reds who provides that type of impact at a critical defensive position like center field, uh, it, was, it was dynamic value for the Reds in that moment. 
we identified D as, you know what, he's athletic enough to do it. He's energetic enough to do it. The, the, the data is pointing us in the direction that he can do it. And at the end of the day, if we have a chance to visit with him and he tells us he's on board with it, why wouldn't we try this? We've seen him run around in center field and winter ball. We believe he's more than athletic enough to do it. The closing speed is there. The launch is there. And as, as one, uh, uh, I guess, spectator surmised when I asked him the question, he said, he said, have you ever watched D go back to catch a, a, a pop-up at second base? Don't worry about his ability to catch a fly ball. He'll catch him. <laughs> What's that first conversation with D like? How did that go down? Now, we obviously in, in doing this deal, it was critical to us that he understood second base here was not really an option. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, are, we are otherwise occupied. So, uh, you know, his, his reaction to it was, hey, what, whatever the team needs me to do to, to feel like I'm making the team better, that's what I'll do. And we've gotten outstanding, you know, the, the recon, the due diligence that we've done on D, just a great teammate. Uh, had one of his former teammates tell me he's the best guy I ever played with. Wow. And uh, always high energy, always smiling and, and willing to help out a teammate. And at the end of the day, he does some electric things to help your lineup. And the infusion of energy that he brings could be a huge thing for us both both on the field and in the clubhouse frankly just that kind of that kind of energy get up and go over 162 games is a pretty big thing jerry congrats on the move and thanks for sharing it with us here on the wheelhouse you got it Eric. thanks